Welcome to the M3 Bear Essentials Podcast. My name is Malcolm Travers. Each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I host a YouTube live broadcast and invite the editors and contributors of Mail Media Mind to present a topic of their choosing. We discuss politics, social issues, especially those facing the black and LGBT communities, entertainment, mental health, sexuality, and relationships, or whatever makes the news or makes us mad. View the show recording live to ask questions or comment in the chat. Subscribe to M3 on YouTube to get a notification when we go live. You can find links to our YouTube page and other social media platforms at mailmediamind.com. Now, enjoy the show. And we're live. Hey, hello. Hi. We're live. Yay, jazz hands. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the M3 Hangouts. Uh, Mail Media Mind is a grassroots organization dedicated to uplifting and unifying the Black Bear community through dialogue, insight, creativity, and knowledge. And we do this, one of the ways we do this, because we do it many different ways. We have many different positions. But the one position we do every week is here on Sunday where we do the hangout, where we invite these glorious people to come and talk to you about glorious things. I am your glorious host, Derek Anthony, and I'm going to introduce the rest of the glorious panel. Killer order. First, we have Ali Lopez. How you all doing? Oh, great, great. Shaka Hassani. Hello, people. What's going on? Chris Impact Sutton. What up, though? Oh, that's your new name now, for real, forever. Wait, what up, though? <laughs> or Chris Impact Sutton, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all... Well, if you be... go before, before go me, ahead. I'm going to make sure they put that on your grave, though. Well, that's, that's better than tall guy, you know, Jolly Hazel Giant, you know, oh. you know... <laughs> All of those, yeah. I'll take that, yeah. How tall are you, Chris? Uh, <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's like, like seven three or something like that. Yeah, he's a behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me look up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have Lonnie Richardson. Hey, guys. And our creator... Our editor-in-chief, our is the one, Malcolm Travels. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I was thinking when um, Ali came up with the uh, the superpowers, Chris, we'd have uh, your kryptonite be ceiling fans and airline. <laughs> <laughs> in basements, doorways. <laughs> he really is yeah. that, by the way, if you haven't seen him in person. It's yeah. remarkable. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. He, again, he makes me look up. And I'm so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like we're right, do- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm about to like disappear somewhere. <laughs> Go ahead. I have heard that when certain things get unzipped, some people have yelled. Someone is releasing. Oh crack. my god. <laughs> um oh, that's, what, okay. that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I don't know. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to open our show up today with politics, but not orange 
politics. Yeah, not directly orange politics. Um, Ali is going to take us in on our political subject today. Go ahead, Ali. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. First of all, I'd like to uh, say hi to everyone up there. But um, a little segue to what I'm going to be talking about. Um, 75 years ago, the Allies liberated Germany. When doing so, they discovered concentration camps where not just um, Israelis were being held and killed, or, but also homosexuals. Um, and for those of you that know history, uh, that's where the triangle, the pink triangle, was actually created. And we appropriated that triangle as a sign of strength, even though it was assigned to us as a sign that or or people were weak and were not worthy to live in this world. Right now, in the 21st century, Chesnia is actually doing the same thing. Chesnia has created uh, concentration camps and are holding gay men and arresting gay men and putting them there. So far, they have confirmed three deaths. Uh, and this is something that the world cannot tolerate. The reason why I bring it forward be, is because in this time and age, we cannot let something like this go unchallenged. We cannot allow any society, regardless of what religious uh, background they have, to capture homosexuals, gays, or whatever society they believe uh, not deem worthy and kill them and jail them. And that's what is going on in Chesian right now. Yeah. So where did you first um, hear about the story? And what, what sort of reactions have you seen so far? Uh, there have been a lot of outcry uh, in the gay community, not just in the United States, but outside the United States. Uh, the story broke out, I do believe, in April uh, 4th or 6th, uh, but this has been going on for a little longer than that. Uh, the reason why the information actually went out is because people that have been watching what's been going on in Chesnia actually finally spoke out. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Chesnia, Chesnia is one of the uh, countries that is in the Russian Republic. Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, the Russian uh, government is actually supporting their actions. It's not telling them to back down. It's actually uh, see it as something that is normal. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with the position that Putin, Putin has taken on homosexuality, he actually detests homosexuality also and doesn't see anything wrong with what they're doing. The other thing that is happening, which is very disconcerting, is that they're also telling the public that there's no homosexuals in Chesnia. They are basically telling the world that 
these people are not being persecuted because they don't exist. Mm. And that is the first step. That is the first step to wiping out a whole community. Right. If you don't acknowledge their existence, how can you acknowledge their deaths? Exactly. Right. We acknowledge this. And, you know, if if anybody needs to be persecuted or executed, it's him, you know, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, the, no. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Because, you know, I don't want to make this uh, a Ali conversation, but uh, I would like to hear from the panel what have you heard on, on the situation? Because I think I did pass some of the information around, and I know that some of it has been in the mainstream media, but not as predominant as. Let's say somebody getting shot in France. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my first hearing of it, and I, I guess I, the point I would always make is that you know information is available, but it's not always as widely disseminated as we would like it to be. I mean, there's just so much going on in the world at any given time that uh, we sort of choose and pick uh, the streams that we want. I think in a in our modern news cycle. You know, there's. It's gotten to the point now where I think I think we've crossed the threshold that the majority of people get news that is self-selected. Uh-huh. So you know, we choose what we find um, most compelling. Usually, it's something that we're looking for. You know, there's an algorithm that sorts through the types of stories that we look for, and it has the effect that we, as individuals, enjoy our information more but it's it's much more difficult for people to get the word out when something is really important because ultimately each individual gets to choose what the um the stream is however i guess there are gatekeepers still such as like facebook twitter mm-hmm. instagram and so forth that have control over those algorithms but there's not actually human beings <laughs> usually you know in between that um but, but but yeah, I mean, I have lots of questions. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to add real quick, um, and I'm glad you brought this up, Ali, because I feel like, you know, often at times, you know, I've had discussion with, you know, coworkers, friends, and just people in, in, in my community or in my local community um, in regards to, like, you know, LGBTQ rights and why it's important for us to still, you know, be visible, for us to be outspoken, for us to continue to fight. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of opposition to that with a lot of folks telling me that, you know, well, you know, now you have same-sex marriage, you know, at least here in the U.S. And, you know, you have all these other freedoms. And you're not really being persecuted anymore. So, like, why why do you still need to have pride? Why do you have to, to continue to march? And I feel that a lot of folks are only looking at these these issues or these topics in, in, in a very kind of um, confined type of way, because the reality is, is that globally, um, you know, you can still be executed if you are, you know, LGBT or you identify as LGBTQ in a lot of countries, you know, it's from still be executed here in this country, it's still in this country. But I yes. mean, like, you know, you look at Iran, you know, you look at um, Nigeria, um, you look at a lot of Middle East countries, Afghanistan, like you can literally, I mean, if even if you're not even if you caught in the act, if they suspect that you may, you know, be gay or bi or, you know, or anything outside of being heterosexual, they can arrest you, they can torture you, and they, they can, can finish you to up. death. Yes. Yeah. 
you um, know, Somalia, Sudan. So the thing of it is that this has been going on for quite a while, yeah. you know, and this is the reason why it's so poor for us to be vocal because it's, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's like when people talk about like, well, I don't see race being an issue anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when clearly, you know, I mean, the reason it still why, is. Yeah, it still is. You know, like, <laughs> race, you know so you had a black president for eight years. <laughs> Racism is over. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is the same rationale that the uh, voting rights got gutted mm-hmm. by, by the Supreme Court, thinking, oh, racism doesn't happen anymore. So let's go ahead and take those protections out. As soon as they took those protections out, what happened? Yep. They, took, they took away the rights for so many people to vote. They brought in this laws that made it harder for African Americans and minorities to vote. So the thing is, we have to be vigilant, Mm -hmm, regardless mm -hmm. of what the issue is. But in this particular issue, Mm -hmm. there is not just here in in the United States that that we have um, suppression of our rights if you're being gay. It's outside the United States, even worse. This Mm -hmm. is a great example of what's going on. ISIS has been killing homosexuals, throwing them off buildings yeah. for the last five years. Yeah. I mean, filming it, documenting exactly. it, everything, yeah. And the well, same reason why the people in Chesnia are being killed is exactly for the same reason, because yeah. of religious intolerance of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. They want to kill all the gays in Chesnia by Ramadan. Because they truly believe, they truly believe that homosexuality doesn't exist, <laughs> you know, in these yeah. countries, like they, I mean, Putin is saying, like you know, we don't have an issue with homosexuality because there's no homosexuals in this country. You know, and it's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, but I mean, that's what's so crazy about. It. I mean, it's 2017 now, you know, and it's like with all of these resources that we have towards information and educating ourselves, you know, people are still acting out in such a barbaric way, you know, and it's like. I mean, how do you even logically explain, you know, going after anyone, you know, because of their well, preference? Here's the thing, Chris. When you are letting that little book dictate your life, mm-hmm. you are putting logic to the side. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you is... You are letting okay. words in the book dictate what you, what you think, how you think, and how you should behave. Mm-hmm. Even though the book itself is not logical, you don't bother to question the book itself. Mm-hmm. You are throwing logic out the window. I'm sorry, Chaka, go ahead. What were you Absolutely. Doing? And, you know, the thing about Putin, for him to say that homosexuality doesn't exist in his country when he has that relationship with Trump, then he's lying. He's lying. Yeah, exactly. He's, right. he's, he's the one that's in bed with Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah. The other thing is, is that when it comes to like being a leader of a country and being able to say, I represent all people, you can't, as a leader, not just feel comfortable within yourself, not just uh, advocate for the people who will go and actually killing people for any reason, whether it be gay or black or a person of color, what have you, a woman, it doesn't matter. You should be representative of every person regardless of how they identify or regardless of how they represent themselves. That's the other thing. The other thing is, is that when it comes to politics and being gay or, you know, anything else, I just, I don't understand. Actually, I do understand. Um, And and Derek, you brought up the point when it comes to that book. 
you were letting a book, you're letting a book that was written however many years ago. It wasn't written yesterday. It wasn't written in that generation. Mm-hmm. You're letting a book. The language you wouldn't read Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're letting okay. a book. You're and, letting a book dictate what your own internal humanity compass is. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's not forget. You have, something, you have a person that has that much of a free fall to let something like that determine their ideology, then you shouldn't deserve to be on the planet anyway because you're you're taking up faith and you're a moron and you're an idiot and all the other things that we can put on you. I just right. don't think that that is, that's not, because if you do that or if a person does that, then you know, you're not allowed to think for yourself. And what does what does that what does that say about you and your ability as a person and your own sovereignty? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think also you got to you know also consider that um, I, as I, as I agree with most everything you're saying, I think it's more than just a book. It's a, a culture that supports it mm-hmm. behind it. You know, and sometimes we we undervalue the sort of structural um, confinement that we are. You know, how do I put it? We, we underestimate how much other people influence us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it, it definitely, you know, given a certain environment is very difficult. So I remember actually seeing a story about a, a young person on YouTube in in Russia who came out on YouTube Live or something, knowing that their government had this sort of um, policies, like uh, that they could be jailed, that they could be killed, you know, that if it were something similar to like a lynch mob, the authorities wouldn't stop it. You know, mm-hmm. like even, if the, even if the government doesn't actually execute you, it's it's very much like Jim Crow, where if the, if you got lynched, no they authority. just look the other way. Yeah. They just look the, they just look the yeah. other way, and, and unfortunately, that happens not just in Russia, but in so many other countries. And yeah. I hate to do this. I really hate to do this, but I have to give credit to Nikki Holly for actually speaking up and saying something about the atrocities that are going on in Chesnia. Even though she had a small window to be able to say this, she at least spoke about it. Yeah. But Agent Orange to this day has not said one word because he knows that if he utters one word against his overlord, Putin, he's mm-hmm. not going to be getting dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's still wild to me that, you know, again, in 2017, um, you know, homosexuality is is deemed the ultimate sin, you know, um, in so many different cultures. Like, I mean, you could be a rapist, you could be a murderer, you know, you could be all these horrible things, but, you know, those... <laughs> you but know, if you go and repent, you're fine. You're fine. But when it comes to being gay or something like that, it's like this, like, oh, my God. This is just the worst, you know. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's because that is the that is the quote unquote sin that these homosexual guys the one exposed. Mm-hmm. I think we should be very clear about that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not it's not that they don't participate in it. They don't think about it. It's just that it's it's an easy target. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think because there are so many men in our community that are or may portray an effeminate behavior that may look at us as a particular target. But that's not true, because I know some effeminate men that will sh- slice your fucking throat. Oh, you know? they? Oh, <laughs> they? Oh, come for them. Come for them. 
Listen, I was in Boys Town this weekend. Listen, they don't play. Like they don't play. <laughs> go for those. No. That's what I want to see you do. I want to see those people vote for them. So, no, that, so we can see that on Facebook Live. Let's right. Play. You know, I, I tell you what, those products can kill. Yes. Yeah. They can. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of opening you up, thank you, Ali, for that. Um, Going to we're gonna we're gonna come come back to that at a later date because okay. Let me do something real quick before we close. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. I urge everyone that just listened to this, please call your representatives. Make sure you say something about it. Make sure you post something on Facebook. Be vocal about it. Don't be quiet. Don't take this information in and just leave it in yourself. You need to speak up. You need to say something because this could be us at one point. Right now, this administration is the most anti-LGBT administration that we have ever seen. 90% of this this administration is anti-gay. This administration is anti-LGBT. Yeah. So please don't keep it to yourself. Say something. Be visual. Be vocal. Thank you. Before we go into the next topic, did anybody see how Caitlyn Jenner was like all, all of a sudden now? Oh my all God. of a sudden now. Oh, God. God. I'm over her. I'm, I'm over, over her. I'm so done. I'm so done. Did not watch, I did not watch that. Uh, watch I, I saw the commercial clip. I, I saw the little promo they had for it. And she was like, you know, um, you know, even though I am a Republican, even though I voted for Trump, you know, I do have a breaking point. If that's you it. come after my LGBT community, that's <laughs> it. And I'm like, but Trump's whole administration, the Republican Party itself has been coming after your LGBT family community from day one. So what are you talking All about? All of them. All of them. Like, All of them. <laughs> By you voting for him, you came for them as well. Exactly. <laughs> so, well. If anybody hasn't seen Tammy P.A.'s uh, video on Caitlyn Jenner, and it's basically oh. all you got. It's right. So all you got to do is go to <laughs> Google. You can go to YouTube, put in Tammy P.A. Caitlyn Jenner. She, mm. I mean, just goes all the way in. And she says everything that anybody even wants to know. <laughs> yes, you know what does. I'm saying? She read her ass for filth and she deserved to be read. Because I don't yeah. like, I mean, this whole movement behind her. Yeah. It, I just, I'm not even on board for that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I chalk it up to. Bigger Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Caitlyn to show up with a black boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> I think that's Corey. I think that's uh, what's her name. Uh, I thought they all. I thought they all. What's the mom? Corey, you talking about Chris? Yeah, Chris. Wow. They all got a black boyfriend. Well, outside of uh, Courtney, but yeah, like Chloe. You know, um, she always with some. They all. They, they listen, they live for black dick. Man, I don't know if they're really concerned about Black Lives Matter, but they are here for black dick. So, you know. They exploit us. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. All right. Um, switching gears slightly. Um, one of the subjects that we're going to talk because today is mostly the, uh, the uh, what did I call it? The bottoms up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, 
we've had some conversation over we've you know we've talked about bottoming and topping and stuff repeatedly but one of the things that we've never really talked about is if you're going to bottom how to prepare yourself mm. and i've heard some stories that have just really left me like perplexed yes perplexed and, and clutching pearls and, and and praying on black Jesus and oh my lord how did you get through that uh, <laughs> thought maybe we should take a few minutes to just talk to the people out there because I think all of us on this panel have enjoyed sex top or bottom I'm not asking you what position you participated in but Maybe one of us. I'm not going to name any names. Mm. I believe most of us don't like a messy bottle. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now, again, I know. No assumption. I think that the first thing that a bottom must do is to not eat. If you know you're going to have sex within at least an hour or two. That's the first thing. Because you don't want to take any chances. The other thing is, is that you have to prepare yourself. So if you feel that urge to do a number two, push it all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Give <laughs> oh, a full birth. You know? Full and push. <laughs> what, what do they call it? Yeah. <laughs> and push that shit out. You know what I'm literally push it out. Yeah. But but even beyond that, like, you know, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen anybody talk about Oh, yeah. I actually had a conversation with her I mean, I, about that very ahead, that very issue was um, it, it seems like the information is out there, just like we were saying about uh, Chechnya, that it's out there, but it's just not widely disseminated about properly cleaning yourself. Like it's there and people have it, but they don't talk about it because they're ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think well, here's what's funny. When I was- when I was looking for information for it today, I ran across a number of when I was doing my searches, but all of them were for straight women. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I met I found almost no page at all for gay men, much less black gay men. Yeah. Well, actually on well, my Vista, there's actually a page about that. Yeah. Is there? That's yeah. why we're here. <laughs> uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine my, my freshman year in college I went on this this whole information tour like I, I got out of you know left home and I got this book I, I, I wish it was I think it was the ins and outs of gay sex and I wish I knew the author's name but it was a medical doctor who was talking about you know properly bottoming and proper medical uh, care because there's a lot of misconceptions about bottoming one which is like you know, assholes is going to, you know, prolapse and you're always going to have medical issues with it, which yeah. you know, isn't true one from. I, uh, I've heard that many times and I know way too many people that indulge in fisting to know yeah. that is not the case. Right. Right. So that's like the first misconception. The second is that you need to douche on a daily basis, which is um, kind of ridiculous. And dangerous. Um, right? And I had a friend. It is. Yeah. Uh, it actually. It is. It is hurtful. Yeah, and and it can actually cause incontinence, which you know, yeah, or specifically constipation. But like the other thing was that I actually 
found this book on Amazon. The ins and outs of gay sex. I read it. And I read it several times. <laughs> I still, you know, the information to this day is still something that I reference to mm. with friends. I, I remember giving that book to a friend who had all of that negative or misinformation uh, about bottoming because he was a top and he was just trying it out in a new relationship or whatever. And he reminded me about it this very day as it was coming outside. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because we're happy to have this conversation today. <laughs> I gave him this book almost 15 years ago and he still remembers the information. So it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Malcolm, can- from what you remember, from, from what you remember, what, were the uh, forms of cleaning yourself out? Because I know there's a few different kinds. What form did they suggest? Well, they suggested warm water, not using saline water. Um, gentle soap, use like um, baby soap, things that basically the way they described this is you wouldn't want to put anything in your ass that you wouldn't put in your eyeball mm. because it's very sensitive and you shouldn't necessarily flood your ass out like you wash the area around the sphincter and inside as much as say an eyedropper amount after having had a good bowel movement and you know um taking a, a thorough shower um and one of the best things i think i read in this book was um just like a common sense thing is you wouldn't necessarily have oral sex with a mouthful of food <laughs> with a mouthful of what food Food. I mean, it's basically a, yeah, so you, you think of it like that. You don't have, like you were saying, don't eat right before you have sex. You wouldn't necessarily, yeah, you're not going to fucking like <laughs> eat a mouthful of food and then go down on somebody. So don't eat right before you have sex. Like, come on. When I was asking about the different kinds, like I know there's the, um, Oh shoot! What's it called? So, like, there's the the, the use a uh, hot water bottle right. to clean yourself out, but then there's also the shower attachments mm-hmm. that you can use yeah. to clean yourself out, mm-hmm. or the um, um, I'm gonna call them Summer's Eve containers, um, the little plastic suppositories. Right. There thank you, you. That's the word. There you yes. Go. Thank you. Yeah, they they suggested <laughs> just using the, the small hot water bottle, I guess, the um, and the lukewarm water. Um, no additional things other than just soap around the exterior. And, um, you know, the shower attachments were not recommended because of the same thing that it can destroy the lining of the uh, intestines. Especially if the pressure is put too high, because that's, mm-hmm. that's the big problem. People don't figure out that, you know, there's so much pressure and can go inside of you exactly. uh, without causing any, any damage. And uh, the other thing is that they don't lube the attachment first. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a very big one. Yeah, anytime you're doing anything in that area, you need to properly lubricate. Lube it up. And then, yeah, exactly, because that's because where you're going to get we've had, yeah. you know, again, I've had these conversations with people who were like, well, my first time, you know, they told me I didn't need lube, you know, and spit was enough. And, no, no. Uh, no. No. It was enough. Especially when you're kind of large. Oh. Is there some guys who do get wet, though? There's some 
guys who do the self lubrication very well. And, and, and that's fine. Okay. But but when you're not a, a starter uh, size dick, <laughs> it, it, it's not gonna go in easy without lubrication. Well, this is the other thing about the self-lubricating people. That's somewhat of a myth. It, it happens, but it happens for a reason. That reason is because they douche. Um, you, if you put water into your intestines when you have like contractions of your internal walls, that's when the, the liquid comes out. That liquid would not normally come out without adding the liquid to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a misnomer. It happens. <laughs> it doesn't happen wow. without douching. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I, I those, those guys that can, as they say, cream the dick. You know what? <laughs> that cream. Is, I envy them. I wish I could do that. <laughs> that is actually mucus. I know. Like it's that's mucus. It's mucus. Yeah. It's the same mucus yeah. that comes out of your nose. It just comes out of your ass. Okay. And what allows your fecal matter to be pushed out. Yeah. Um, oh, and that is destroyed. Destroying the fantasy. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> okay. But it's science. <laughs> That's a problem. When you kiss someone, you're kissing their mucus too. So, I mean, it's the, it's the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just that right. bit. Yeah. Now, Ali, I, I, I have I'm a question for okay. Ali. Yes. Ali, once upon a time, many, many moons ago, back in the day, used to professional uh, movies of the yeah. erotic thing. I just happened to see one of those, too, by the way. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. No. I, I, I am actually very okay with the fact. I, but I don't have, I have an issue with washing myself. Mm. I can't wash myself doing the movies. I have a great time doing I that, but I can't watch myself. So you did porn? Yes. Oh, oh, you got to oh. catch up. Like, <laughs> I did about 15, yeah. 15, 16 movies. Oh, my God. Are you so, – wow. I'm, I'm, I'm racist. At least the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my question is, I I uh, um, the first black bear that did movies. Yes, yep. Yep, yep. the original. <laughs> we really do have a celebrity on. I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just a guy. <laughs> but go ahead and, 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 and voice. Here's my question, Ali. Um, so on the on the sets of these 15, 16 movies that you did, um, the bottom, did they clean up yes. where you were shooting on the set? Okay. So they didn't I, like try to do it at home. Well, the thing is, I was very specific about who I did movies with. Every every time that I did mm -hmm. a movie. I basically would talk or actually play with the person first to see if the chemistry was there. Because if the chemistry was not there, that movie was not happening. Mm. I didn't want to do a okay. movie where I was faking everything that I was doing. Mm. So I would always interview and talk with the person and go, 
step by step with everything because my kryptonite is shit. Oh. The moment that mm. we have an industrial accident, as I would call it, <laughs> that movie would stop. <laughs> oh, it would stop yeah. on its track. It's like, ah, it ain't happening. Mm-mm. So, I so does the interview was... include you doing that, though? Oh, does yeah. the interview include oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you asking to see if, if you know, I was going to... If I was going to do a movie with someone, we would play ahead of time. And I usually would be the one recommending them that I wanted to do one with them. Mm. I had that much. And and that's probably the reason why I didn't do that many movies. Because I was very specific about what I would do and what I would not do Mm. uh, when it came to movies. I would not do any scenes without protection. Mm. And I would do, I wouldn't do any fisting scenes uh, mm. or anything that would put anyone in danger because mm. I'm a bigfoot. I have I have very large hands. <laughs> I'm not a beginner uh, fister. Yeah. Uh, so I was always very specific about what I would do. And the other thing to me, big deal. If your breath stunk, we ain't doing nothing. Mm. If you had the halitosis dragon, it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that surprises me. So you know, there's an app for that. So, yeah. So, I never had to deal with anyone not being prepared when they came to do the movie. Mm-hmm. It was okay. always uh, in, in most movies anyway, they tell you, this is what you need to do to prepare. So mm-hmm. it was already uh, on basically on the contract uh, that you had to be prepared to do the movie because they weren't going to stop while you have to go and clean yourself out, you know, two or three times before you can start filming. I, I was about to say, you know, not to go too far off topic, but um, do you have any particular like horror stories that really stand out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> about the good stories, not the horror story. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just curious, you know, like anything that was just like, oh wow, like that really. Uh, to, to be honest, because of the way that I dealt with, uh, the way that I wanted to manage my my uh, my porn persona, mm. I never had any issues. Right. There were some people that I had really good chemistry that I wish. That I would have done more with, mm-hmm. uh, but there were some people that most of the people that I work with, or actually, I would have to say, 100% of the people that I work with, I wanted to work with them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anybody that I was like, eh, not happening, mm-hmm. because I had that much say on what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's probably one of the reasons why they stopped calling me because it was like, <laughs> okay, he's demanding. <laughs> he, won't, he, he won't do what we want him to do. You're, you are like a demon on set a little bit. I was like, excuse me, this is my show. It's like, who's the top here? Okay, it's me. Okay, that's it. Next. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's so real about that? And kind of going back to the, you know, the, the bottoming topic or preparing at the bottom. Um, is that, you know, a lot of us, I mean, I, I speak for myself, like, you know, I grew up watching porn and I felt that I could easily 
replicate what was happening on screen in the bedroom, even though I didn't really have the experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the thing of it is that, you know, Ali, would you kind of bring it in some of the behind the scenes, you know, details of what went on? It makes you realize that, I mean, you know, regardless of what you're doing, you need to be somewhat informed. And you don't need to use just the, the fantasy of porn as the blueprint of what you can and cannot do in the bedroom. Right. You know, well, we all have uh, our limitations. Talk, talking about that, um, you also have to realize that while they're shooting, you're doing a certain scene and then you stop. Mm-hmm. And then they want you to do in another position. And then mm-hmm. you start doing that and then they stop you. So it's mm-hmm. like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. So a scene that takes 25 minutes to shoot to 35 minutes to shoot is basically reduced to, let's say, 15 minutes, which actually sometimes can go even longer depending on the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is not as simple as, oh, man, this porn is so hot and you were so great. It's like, dude, you know, what you see is just a fantasy. And that's one of the things that bothers me when people approach me um, about the porn, because some people have the fantasy that I'm, you know, I'm just going to fuck everybody that comes into my life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm sorry, the, the chemistry has to be there. I'm one of those guys that if the chemistry's not there, it ain't going to happen. I'll be the nicest guy to you, uh, mm-hmm. but if you continue to insist, the side eye is going to go, and the moment the side eye is going to go, forget <laughs> it. It's not going to be pretty. It's not yeah. going to end well. Yeah. Because the moment that you don't re- respect me for a person, and all you think of me is a sexual, sexual thing, mm-hmm. it's not going to end well for you. I hear you. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the things I was going to ask about, like, identity and bottoming is um, how uh, – this is, like, a total change of subject, but I, I didn't want to uh, – really uh, Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, I just – it came up when I was talking to my friend about the book. And I know it's a change of subject, but do, does anyone really, I guess, put more into the identity of being a bottom than just being penetrated? Because I feel like some people, when they – they use being saying I am a bottom as an identity marker just as much as saying I am gay or I am black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what that's about. I don't know if it, if you want to go. They, on this. You know, a lot, and and I have a thing about me personally. I have a thing about labels. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people take them too literally, and they get lost in them. Mm-hmm. And there are some guys that you're talking about. The guys that who have oh this I'm bottom. They take it like they're the they automatically identified the bottom role as being the more subjective one in the relationship, the more submissive one in the relationship, the one that they expect you to do everything, you know? They get caught up in that, and they almost identify it as if they are a woman. Yeah. Or a, a, a guy who takes the yeah. feminine or woman role in the relationship. I think that's BS. You're going to miss out on a lot with a guy. Mm-hmm. Just limiting it to that, you know? Not- that I found that the people who identify as bottoms tend to have the least information about bottoming. They're the ones who are douching every day and mm-hmm. don't even realize like that is destroying their mucus or not even really investigating it from like a scientific perspective as like, what is the most medically sound way of having sex as a gay man? What you're talking about that is education. Right. Yeah. Not about identity. But, 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 yeah. 
But, but talking about education, um, one thing that I like about the leather community is that there's a lot of mentoring that goes into uh, the different roles. There's people yeah. that will actually take someone to their side and mentor them in what to do, what not to do in certain type of relationships, including on the way to take care of your body uh, and mentally also yeah. because a, a lot of people don't realize this, but in reality, the one that has the most power in the relationship when it comes to top or bottom, if you have that type of uh, uh, relationship, or, yeah. that type of dynamic, uh, actually the bottom has way more control than the top really does. Mm -hmm. Because hey. they're basically the ones uh, letting, them, letting themselves be used in that way, but they have the control to stop it at any given because time. Because at the end of the day, when you put up the red light, okay, stop. It's open. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and they have that uncontrollable grip. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> grip. But we I, like that. We like they, the they grip. They only have that balance. <laughs> <laughs> Not all but of you know, them. I think it's also a cultural thing, too, because, um, you know, again, and only speak from my own experiences, like, you know, growing up in knowing that I had, you know, an attraction to the same sex, but not knowing how to gather information or how to like express that, it pushed me to like deal with things in a very, you know, no pun intended, in a very anal way, you know, because um, I was scared about asking questions or, you know, going out and, and, and getting this type of education, even though like, you know, the internet existed and all of that, you know, it, it's totally different when you're living in an environment when you feel like if someone finds out about your sexual sexuality or what you're into, you know, you'll be basically judged or, you know, or whatever. So, so I think, you know, for a lot of folks who take these 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 sexual roles being a bottom being top you know like a lot of times now if you come out saying like hey you know i'm i'm first people automatically throw you in the bad wagon oh that's just like a a bottom in denial you know what i'm saying <laughs> or whatever you know it is but but again i think it's more of a cultural thing because again like we're still living like we, we were just talking about you know all of these countries where you can still be executed for being gay we're still living in a society where being who we are is looked down upon. So we, when we participate in any sexual acts, like it's I'm not saying there's no preparation, but again, we kind of deal with things at a bare minimum. Cause it's, you know, and I, I bring this example up often because when I talk to my straight friends and they're like, I don't understand a big issue. Like, you know, why you have to have these type of discussions, you know, growing up, <clears throat> you know, being gay, at least for myself again, I didn't date. You know, I didn't have my first like legitimate boyfriend until I was a grown ass man. I didn't have the opportunity or the experience of, you know, exploring my sexuality um, as a youth. And, you know, when I became an adult, I was trying to play catch up. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really take the time to really learn how to do things the right way. You know, so I think well, a lot of people, go ahead, go ahead. Well, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, psychologically speaking, we do have to play catch up. Uh, for many reasons, because society basically teaches us that we're going to get married with a girl and we're going to be happy ever after. and We're going to be, you know, have two point um, three kids with mm -hmm. a little dog and a fence, you know, and mm -hmm. once you discover your sexuality, you basically go to another adolescence. You basically have to learn how to deal 
with dating somebody from the same uh, same sex. Mm. And it's a, a figuring out, and not everybody's going to have your best interests at heart when mm. you meet them. Because mm. basically many, many of them are just looking to get satisfaction from you. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to show you what really going on. It what really goes on in a in mm-hmm. an actually loving, loving relationship. Right. It takes many tries, and sometimes you get lucky and find the right guy for you. Right. But sometimes everyone that you date that doesn't work out, that's a new lesson for you mm-hmm. to be able to find the one that is going to be the one that is going to stand by you and mm-hmm. be the man that you really want in your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to take those lessons in regardless because we don't have any other choice. Yeah. I was also going to just point out that. Really quick before we go on, I uh, have a friend who with his mother when he came out um, in his late 20s, early 30s. Um, he had dated someone who had taken complete and utter advantage of him. Um, and it really did mess him up as far as dating went. And when he finally told his mother about it, she apologized to him. She said, you know, I, I took you through all these straight things. I took you through all these scenarios on how to recognize this in women and deal with this in women. I, it never occurred to me. We're going to have to deal with this from a different angle. Wow. And I didn't prepare you for that. And for that, I'm sorry. Mm. That's been, very, that's very enlightening. Yeah. 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 Very noble. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to be coming back to bottoms a little later <laughs> when we start talking about Lou. Because <laughs> that's part. That's two. so ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always wants to come back to the bottoms later. <laughs> Because the bottoms are that important. <laughs> uh, don't worry, um, Shaka. I, we, we like, I love taking care of bottoms. Oh, I really I'm love I'm sure you bottoms. do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, in, you know to- what? You, Ali, you have inspired me to come back as a porn star in my next life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I would totally put that to you for that. Well, over there, I'm trying to move on to the next <laughs> subject. <laughs> this is why you can't bring people together. All right, Lonnie. <laughs> to introduce Lonnie, he's going to be talking about the um, execution that happened over last week. Uh, Robert Goodwin Sr. Hmm. Um, who was executed on Facebook. And I got a whole lot of Facebook issues behind that, too. Mm. But Lonnie wanted to um, tackle this one personally, so I'm going to turn it over to Lonnie. All right. On April the 16th, um, I'm sorry, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. (laughs) All right. On April the 16th, um, Steve Steve Stevens killed 74-year-old Robert um, Godwin, um, before killing uh, Mr. Godwin, he, um, Stephen went to his mom's house. He gave her a note stating that this would be the last time that she would see him. Um, he also did a live um, Facebook call to a friend of his um, explaining why 
he was um, about to kill someone, stating that he killed 13 people. He was working on a 14th person. And unfortunately, the 14th person just happened to have been Mr. Um, Goodwin. I'm sorry, Good Godwin. Um, Stevenson um, stated that he has some with his friend and nobody's there for him or whatever. So he went ahead and he got out of his vehicle. He stayed to his friend. He found someone. He got out, got out of his vehicle, went up to the 74-year-old man and shot him point blank in the face. After um, Before then, he asked him to say the name Joy Lane. At the time, nobody understood why he was saying Joy Lane. Why, you know, did she put him up to this? It was a lot of speculation behind him, um, behind, um, behind that. So um, at that time, Facebook... Um, had been um it went from facebook actually over to another social media account which was um youtube where the video had been shared over a million times and had over a million views um it has been over speculated that this has something to something to do with his sexual orientation that his girlfriend found him in the bed with another man however this is all speculation at this point Another speculation was that he was in a lot of debt, um, being a social worker, only making twenty what twenty eight thousand dollars a year. He cannot afford to um, he cannot afford to live as a black man to support uh, a wife and kids and so on and so forth. So there was just a lot of issues. But I was hoping that Xavier could possibly have been here today to give us a breakdown of the mental stability of somebody who is actually a, a show. A, so, uh, a social worker mm-hmm. and who had a mental breakdown. And mm-hmm. the question is, is this, was this actually a mental breakdown or was this just somebody who <clears throat> just. He probably... Oh, yeah. Well, can we say before we get into anything, speaking of being a bottom of those eyebrows, he was a bottom. Oh my you know God. what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, let's not make light of this situation because it's something somewhat serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and Chuck, I, I'm sorry, but it's just let's not give credence to, to anything that is not the facts. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, my heart goes out to the family uh, of, of the person mm-hmm. slain because I saw that, unfortunately. Um, and it hurt because I this guy. I managed well, to avoid it. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't watch it uh, on purpose. It just <laughs> came up on on my on my feed, and I opened it, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Uh, but the tragedy is that this guy supposedly was a mentor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy actually he helped you to try yeah. to build a better life. And this is the legacy that he's going to leave behind. Yeah. Which is rough, especially as much mentoring as the black community needs nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need to be out there for our people to be able to bring, you know, we're not perfect. We're not, you know, as a community, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But there's people out there busting their ass trying to do what is necessary to change people's lives. And it's sad that this man who was trying to do that ended in this manner. 
yeah, I was going to say that, um, Lonnie, your question is really good. Thinking about like the mental stability of uh, yeah. Stevens, like I, I just, you know, there. I think even if Xavier was here, um, the point would be that unless he had like a one-on-one -on -one interaction with him and had some some serious information, that all of it would be speculation. Obviously, he would be able to do the speculation the best, being a mental health professional. But at the same time, I actually had this conversation with someone on their radio show not too long ago because he was ready. He was just saying like death was too good for this man. Like he deserved to die. He uh, did all these horrible things. And obviously I didn't know all the details and I'm glad you spelled them out um, ahead of time that my first assumption is that something went seriously wrong uh, when someone, you know, acts out in such a, a blatant way. Um, and then I would go back and look at the information and try to see if this was just something like showboating in some sort of way that he, you know, saying that he had killed people before, um, that if he was like a sociopath or something like that versus having a mental breakdown, something's wrong. This is not normal behavior. Yeah. I, you know, well, let I, him tell I, it. He killed 13 people, but yet nobody has found 13 people. I, I didn't watch actual video. I'll take this uh, of the murder of Mr. Goodwin, but I, I but I did read an article where because he released several videos. It wasn't just a video of the murder. He released videos prior to the murder and after discussing wow. like what led him to this. And okay. in, in in those videos, you know, um, he stated, you know, like he had issues with gambling, and you know, his girlfriend kind of pushed him over the edge, and then he like he went to his mother supposedly and told her that he was planning on committing these murders. Or, or this particular murder, and she kind of brushed it off too. And the thing of it is, what what really kind of shook me though more than anything else is that you know, just having my own personal experiences dealing with you know mental health and mental breakdowns, and mental illness in general, is how calm and collected you know this guy was. Like like I saw one of the videos when he was discussing what he was going through, and I've seen people who have like straight up like completely mental breakdowns where they just completely snap. But he was very composed. He Thank realized, you. yeah, he was. He realized what he was doing was wrong. He realized it was it was weak. It was a, a coward's move. But yet he was still focused on committing these these horrendous crimes. Um, but but I think it goes back to something that you brought up, Lonnie, and that we kind of touched on a little bit is that one. You know, the discussion surrounding mental health is a discussion that we need to really invest more into especially within mm -hmm. communities of color, especially within the black community, especially when it comes to black males, because mm -hmm. we are raised yeah. to believe that we cannot express our emotions, except if it's, if, if it's in a violent manner. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's so yeah. important that we can have these conversations early on about when we're at the breaking point, because, you know, I mean, again, you know, I'm lucky to know a few people, but I know so many guys out here. I mean, like, I mean, I, I live in Detroit. You know, we have a high murder rate, crime rate. But a lot of these young men out here committed these crimes. And I'm not saying they are, you know, there's any particular reason. But a lot of times I'm just like, you know, a lot, a lot of times these are young kids who are dealing with all sorts of like, you know, mental and stress issues. And they don't have really anyone to speak to or they feel like they can't open up about these issues. And then they go to these far extremes committing these yeah. you know, horrific crimes. So having a, a deeper discussion surrounding mental health, especially surrounding uh, men of color, you know, black men, especially in our community, I think it's important. Definitely, Chris. Uh, you know, yes. I'm going to echo everything that you said. 
I think this whole Stephen Stevens thing is a multi-layered um, way of, of looking at how we can improve our own lives in, in a way, really, because I, I took a lot from it. The first thing that you said, Chris, which really resonated with me is the whole mental health thing. And I, I believe in seeing psychiatrists. I believe. I actually saw two psychiatrists in the last six months. You know what I'm saying? Because I really think that it's all cute to help check up and check your blood and check the STDs and check for all of this shit. But if you don't check your mind, if you don't check your mind, if you don't check the stability of your mind, then what goes on in your body is secondary to me. You know what I'm saying? Because your mind is, is, a, is a catalyst for everything else that can form within your body. That's the that's one thing. The other thing is, is that when it comes to sharing uh people being murdered. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a movie. This is real life. I think there's a violent, vicious element that people subscribe to, that they sort of buy into, that they sort of feed off of when it comes to seeing someone being murdered. I mean, the thing about it is, if you're not on a witness stand, if you're not on the jury, then what does it benefit you to Mm -hmm. watch something like that? You know what I'm saying? On social media, of all things. Another thing is, is that when it really comes to you know, people of color and reaching out to someone and really not having someone to go to. That's why I believe that, you know, seeing a therapist, seeing a licensed person, not your pastor, because your pastor is not licensed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not your pastor. Let's say that again. Not your pastor. <laughs> not your pastor. Your pastor is not a licensed Right, pastor, because God is not going to cure this. Mm. There you go. <laughs> because if God would have done it, then he would have did it thousands of years ago. You know mm. what I'm saying? He created man. And mm. if he didn't do it, then he's a vicious person. You know what I'm saying? Or mm. entity. That's the other mm. thing. You, you you really do have to um, you really have to sort of talk to and work these things out because that's it's necessary. And and, yes. and and for him to be, I don't place any, I don't feel sorry for him. Frankly, killing himself, he did the planet a favor. Because you know what? If he would have gone out and put a 78-year-old man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. gay, if he couldn't pay his bills, that's you chose to go into that profession. I'm not promoting suicide. Not, I bet if he was going to do anything, he could have shot himself first. And, yeah. You know, I think and, that he yeah. did the planet a favor. Kill yourself. Get, get yeah. out of here. You know what I'm saying? The mm. thing about it is, is yeah. that when it comes to people first of all i don't i don't i can't say that he didn't know better because he was in the he was in the the industry of mm. at least giving someone a referral to the appropriate resources that it takes to be able to provide a level of development for yourself mm-hmm. why didn't he do that for himself he obviously was in the right industry so we can't say he didn't know better you know yeah, what i'm he saying couldn't afford it, you think and well, was, you know what? There are plenty of what do you call those um, employ employment assistance things. There's mm-hmm, all different yeah. types of free eight hundred numbers uh-huh. that you can dial. If you want the help, you can go find it. Just like a eight yeah. is for free, okay. then you have different resources that are available for your mental development. Especially, you know, they actually have those for free for regular people that possibly don't have a job. Absolutely, oh, wow. and, and if not, okay. then then you have. There's plenty of different places on YouTube. There are okay. plenty of bad days that I've had. I don't want to go kill someone. I go meditate. I go do this. I go do this. And I go do that. Mm -hmm. I think that this, this was a cry for help for him. 
And you know what I'm saying? I, I really do I think, think that, that this think is... The worst part, Shaka, is that when he cried for help, no. I too didn't hear him. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was like about to touch on next. Like yeah. when he went to go talk to his yeah. mom and she kind of dismissed him. You know, if yeah. I told my mother I was going to go kill some people for some shit, she'd, have, she'd be a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my, mother would leave, but my mother would probably blow it off like, yeah, whatever. You're not going to do that. But the thing about it is, is that um, when it really, but it's not, and then see, this is very important. It's not left up to the people that you are reaching out to to determine whether you're serious or not. It's up to you to determine to get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And I think that when it really comes to, I think we place a lot of blame. And now that we're talking about this now, I think we place a lot of blame and responsibilities because one of the things that I did when he said, you, hey, why don't you guys keep blowing me off when I call you when he was talking on the phone to those guys. Mm-hmm. I think that I was looking at it like, wait, these are his fraternity brothers. Why are they not? You know what I'm saying? These yeah. guys got their own problem. They can't worry about a grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the thing about it is, is that we still have to be there for each other in a way that we have to listen, that we have to understand that when we do listen to people and they are uh, giving their grievance, grievances or whatever their concerns are, that they're having a problem that that they're probably not going to, or may not be capable of conveying in its entirety. So we do have to be present and available for people. And I don't think we do that enough as men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a good point that you were saying, taking responsibility for your own actions. And, you know, I, I totally agree with that. But I think you also have to take into consideration his own mental stability at the time when he is making those sorts of choices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all have choices. We have free will. We can choose to seek help when we see that something's wrong, but our choices are influenced by our mental state at the time. So I absolutely, I'm not really familiar with his case. Like I, you know, want to talk about it. But I'm just saying, like in general, a person who is mentally unstable at the time and really going off the deep end might not have the mental resources to actually reach out for help or the belief that that help would actually be of any benefit. Yeah, I have a question for the for the panel. Do you guys know if there is an 800 number? Because I know there's an 800 number for suicide and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Is there an 800 number for cases like this? Because if not, we need to actually uh, start something. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say there is. Um, and again, I, you know, I, I, I'm actually doing a quick Google search right now to see if I can get like an exact you know, number or contact. Um, but I, I want to say there are, there are numbers you call if you're just dealing with any type of like extreme or extensive like mental stress um, or mental health issues that you can speak to someone. Um, yes. Because like you said, again, like you don't want to wait until it gets to a point where you're suicidal or right, exactly. you're about to commit a severe crime. You know, you want to mm-hmm. jump on this early on, you know. Uh, and, and another thing I want to bring up too, and, this, and I, I kind of kind of go back to uh, what we were <laughs> earlier, which is Xavier was here, but I read an article recently, and I was trying to find a link to it, um, but it was uh, an article um, that was created by a guy who works um, um, for an ASO. Um, he does like you know HIV testing and that type of thing, and you know I know quite a few folks who work in that type of field, and he was talking about the mental stress and anguish that he deals with on a daily basis. I'm dealing with people who are, you know, dealing with, you know, HIV and AIDS related, you know, issues or whatnot. 
And, you know, in, 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 within these organizations and within these agencies, even though there are outlets for them to get help, you know, um, a lot of times they are kind of like, you know, their, their, their issues, the stress they deal with working in that type of space is pushed to the side. And, you know, yes. considering the fact that he worked, you know, with youth and, you know, um, it, it, I, I could I could maybe see how he was I'm not saying that he was like pushed into a position, but how it could have became somewhat overwhelming on top of the issues that he was dealing with, you know, within his uh, personal life. Um, but at the same time, going back to what Shaka said earlier, um, I feel like even though I can kind of understand what can kind of lead you to um, a point where, you know, you just just retaliate in such a violent way, I feel like it still can't be a total excuse for you to commit such crimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's my thing. I, I, I read a couple of articles where, you know, there was uh, an, an approach to kind of blame um, his girlfriend or his mother yes. that, that they didn't do their part or whatever. And I mean, my whole thing is that, you know, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of components that kind of led him to, you know, him killing, you know, Mr. Goodwin. But at the same time, I feel like, as an adult, you can't use that as a complete escape or an excuse. You know, the decision that you made, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely. But there are 100 so, numbers. A question about suicide, Ali. So actually you can text. You can text connect to 741741. It is a free 24-7 confidential nationwide access to your phone. They cover everything from suicide <clears> thoughts. Self-harm, depression, stress, anxiety, grief, eating disorders, physical abuse, sexual and emotional abuse, isolation, loneliness, relationships, issues, and bullying. You can text, again, you can text 741-741, and they will be able to assist you. So there's plenty of help and resources out there if you seek them. All right, but, but there's none specifically. Okay, but there's none specifically for people that are willing or looking to do harm to others. Uh, I'm sure they can cover be, that too. You know, yeah. you got you gotta you gotta you gotta seek the help because who knows? Exactly. If, if, even if they can't help you, your responsibility is to seek the help. So if you call them and say, listen, I'm looking to kill somebody, can you refer me to a bitch? Then that's <laughs> what you, you gotta you gotta do. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn to a bitch. Turn me to a bitch. The one that you want to kill or the therapist? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. We are going to post that information on the uh, M3 pages later on today. And and before we close out, I just have one more thing to say. All right. Um, for me, it is really so amazing to see how forgiving the family, Mr. Godwin's family is. Um, they actually wanted to hug this guy. They said that they didn't have any animosity in their heart. And I just really, truly find that amazing. And I really, truly, um, I, I didn't believe in God, but I'm just saying that 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 really touched my soul. Mm. It touched yours. That it touched mine. Is um me. me too. Because you know what? If somebody would have came after my father, grandfather, no, bitch, I wouldn't see you die. Kill yourself. <laughs> That's what they would have got on the news for me. No. So, 
I'm done with that. <laughs> thank you guys for allowing me to share this topic with you. No, thank you for bringing right. it well, thank up. Thank you, Lonnie. Right. Thank you very much, Lonnie, for that. Um, so we are going to slide right in into our, see how I did that. We're going to slide right into our second. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, baby. For today, which is Lou. How slick is your love? Oh, Lord. Um, we all use different types of lube. And I just want to know, I just want a general consensus. What lube works best for you? Gun oil. What brand of lube, you know. We're going to talk a little bit about lube here. I like gun oil. Do you like the kind? The, the, what kind? Gun oil. Uh, gun oil but the yeah. question is, water-based or silicone-based? Well, see, again, that depends on what you're into and what you're doing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because, <clears throat> yes, because they, ha they, they, they have different properties. That's right. Mm -hmm. Make it slick. The, the truth is the silicon stuff lasts longer. Not necessarily as good for you if you're using condoms and such. Um, but the water base... It's easy to clean off, but it doesn't last as long. Mm -hmm. At least that's what my research has shown. Mm -hmm. um, but if you just keep like, using the spit, it it it, it kind of remoisturizes. <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, but I I do believe silicone <laughs> doesn't break down uh, condoms. It's the oil base that does, but okay. sil mm -hmm. silicone does not. Right, silicone lubricants um, can break. Toys, though, silicone toys should not be used with silicone lubricants. So, right. Uh, but it's... Yeah. And I, I think it also has the other thing that it can stain your sheets. Like, it's hard to wash out. Uh, it's harder to uh, remove the evidence. So, glad that yeah. Monica didn't use that type of lube. Ali, <laughs> <laughs> you like gun oil. Shaka, what kind do you like? I like the platinum. What is it called? Wet Ooh. platinum? Actually, that's a good one, too. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I, I said that because it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't, and this is the thing about older guys. Why does older, why do older men like the jelly shit? I don't get, really get that. They buy the cheapest shit they can get from Walker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like, really see how you feel. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Let's go back to KY Jelly. <laughs> jelly? Like jelly. Why is that a, I don't understand. Take this off the shelf. Take it off the shelf. Here's my question. The older guys that you're talking about, are they tops? Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> so then they haven't been properly educated on, no, this is not going to work for me. And you need to pay the extra five dollars. Uh, not until they get to me. Not until they get to me. But mm -hmm. see, that's the thing is that you know some people, you know, they're used to dealing with basic people, and I get it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I think that when it comes to sex, because I'm a Scorpio, I am a Scorpio. So he wants to get it on all the time. <laughs> and listen, listen. I already told you I'm coming back as a porn star. I already, I'm yeah. coming back as a porn star. When I do it, baby. Yep. I'm going. I'm going international. Yeah. Yeah. 
I write about this stuff. So, you know, and actually you inspired me to write about my next thing. Oh, but um, I, think, <laughs> I think that when it comes to sex and when it comes to, you know, you talk about, you know, the, the, the solution or liquids that it takes to be a bottom. I mean, that jelly shit is not going to work. You know, it's, it dries up too quick. Even if you are self-lubricating, right? I think that that, you know, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do with the friction. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, for me, water-based or liquid-based or, you know, whatever you call it, I think that, you know, wet platinum's the well, way to go. And that <clears throat> oil shit, you out. You got sensitive mm. shit, don't, you know. That's mm. all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to last with that shit. Chris, how about I was going to go, what, gonna go what, with what, gun, oil, gun oil as well, too. Um, but like I said, again, you know, and, and this is the thing, and I, I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about bottoming and that whole thing, is that we don't give folks who do bottom enough credit, to be totally honest. Because I'm going to be honest with you, like, I don't bottom, so, like, and, I, I, and I, I'm going to bring up something real quick, too, and this is off topic a little bit. <laughs> But I noticed. Wait, wait, wait. Did you Jay? Jay is in the camera, baby. Jay is in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay is in the camera. Jay is about to come through that camera. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But no, no, but the thing of it is, though, is that, like, Derek, you know, I, I noticed a post earlier because he asked this question before. I don't know if it was dealing with Luke. But anyway, someone responded and it was like, you know, I don't bottom. And like Derek said something like, you know, the folks who talk about they don't bottom are the most suspect, basically. You know what I'm saying? For whatever. I did say that. Yeah, he said, you know, it was something in that context. So, you know, the thing of it is that I know putting that out there, it's, it's kind of unnecessary. Because, I mean, I look at it like this. You Chris, know? you don't, Chris, you're exempt because your bottom is so high. It would be a lot of work, you know. I, I got to take this motherfucking rig off. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like climbing Mount Everest. You know what I'm saying? I you, need the, the hey, you need the bat gun, like <laughs> Chris. You never, Chris never said how tall he was. Chris never said how tall he, he was. I know. I mean, they, they said four, but I am seven feet. I'm honestly like I'm not even bullshit. Yes, I'm seven feet tall. Yeah, I'm not even bullshit. Right? You know what? You yes, can't anything else but a top because. <laughs> Baby. Who's gonna fuck the also, seven feet bottom? It is also, you know, I mean, well, nah, I wouldn't say that because I mean, I, I haven't been with nobody that's been my height that I've topped, but I've been with guys who've been like six, 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 seven, six, oh, eight, baby. six, nine. So but they do exist. Trust and believe. Yeah. I know they do. It's plenty of them in Atlanta. We can go. That's, like, <laughs> that's like a chihuahua trying to uh, crawl up into the great dame. No, you can't do that. Right, well, let me share some videos with you, Lonnie, because I've, I've I've seen it in action, you know, the whole nine. But but the thing is, and then also, you know, with me being a clown, I got to be honest, like, I got to step on my game sometimes because I'm, I'm I'm a top, but like I need to put in a little bit more effort. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times I'm just kind of like, you know, throw that ass on me and I'm good. You know, but in the bottoms are doing all the work. You know, they're doing all the tricks. You know, and all the moving around or whatever. 
So the thing of it is that, like, yeah, I mean, I'm just being real, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I, I have to, like, you know, I think take out more time myself personally just to kind of get a greater understanding of what bottoms have to go through to be properly prepared, you know, to do what they do, you know? And that's what it, because, I mean, I use gun oil. It works for me. But a lot of times I don't think about how that could, you know, affect the bottom that I'm fucking, you know? Fuck so, that's I mean, no, we're not doing that. May I suggest something? What? Have you ever thought about asking the bottom to bring the loot that he likes? Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's something very simple. Mm. And mm. some of them are very specific to what kind of loot they like because mm. they know their body, how it's going to react to it. Because mm. there's some loops that definitely make you burn. Mm. Ooh, you like know, you so, you, burn. so you have to... Hey, if you want repeat business, you have to take care of the bottom. You do. You really do. You, you really have do. to take care of the bottom. The other thing that I highly recommend is a sling. But the problem is, Chris, you need one with extendable feet. Yeah, see, I don't do Because <laughs> <laughs> at your height, there's no bottom. gonna. He's going to need assistance. To so get you're talking about having a sling like at, at, at home? Oh like, yeah! Really? I'm telling you, yes. I'm telling you, is the best investment <laughs> I ever made. You know, I, I did oh, meet a couple wonderful. of guys. Yeah, I, I met a couple of guys who had a sling in their it's basement. The best whatever. investment I ever made. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you got for Ella? And they have and, and just they have portable they have portable slings because if you ever go to any of these leather conventions, mm -hmm. people have set up slings in their hotel room. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yes. Just, I'm just saying. I've been on a couple of times, so yeah. <laughs> and some of them oh, are yeah, like the Iron Man suit. They come in a, in a in a suitcase. You touch the button. <laughs> <laughs> the technology exists. Can you talk about why there are more bottoms than tops? Can we oh. talk about that? We were, going to, we were going to talk about that last week. That was on the agenda last week. Everybody was on Yeah. He did show up because that was his subject. Oh, uh, I was out of town, but I think it has to do with uh, ED, erectile dysfunction, because I met a lot of people who say that we don't top anymore because they can't get hard, so they just just became bottoms. Mm. Uh, but there's a young, there, there's an ever cycling young top so, or bottoms that are coming into this community every day when they turn mm, yeah. 18 or 21. You know what I'm saying? When they were experimenting in college or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it my thing like, is that there's not like they're not out there. You know, they exist. But especially in, in what I find definitely in the South, which is deplorable. Oh, hold up, player. Hold up. Oh, boy. Uh, Let me put my ponytail up. <laughs> put it up, baby. Let's go in. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. What loop do you prefer? <laughs> uh, when I was younger, it was Vaseline. When I was so un unexperienced, and um, but now, gun or uh, gun or gun oil, yeah. yeah. There you go. And Malcolm, how about you? I do wear platinum actually, and um, I believe it's a silicone base lubricant. So I prefer the silicone over water base. Um, God, God. Yeah, and I, you can re moisten. It's great. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. it, it is great for multiple penetrations too. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. I I 
I like gun oil, so apparently there's a whole gun oil thing happening right here. I also oh. like boy butter for some other things that I might get into. Can we get uh, them to sponsor this show? Hey. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> We give no free promotion right now. Like that's right. Uh, <laughs> we can certainly and, try. And this section has been brought to you by Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Be like. <laughs> what is my pastor gonna say when he see this? You already know. Right, your pass is going to say, get me in on the next panel, basically. Right. <laughs> okay. Or you're going to be asking for telephone numbers for the people. I'm right. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey. I'm unavailable, Pastor, just, just in case. Just in case you mm-hmm. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Karen is sharing. That's right. Y'all are hello. Okay. Oh, We'll, we'll talk about that. Right. <laughs> we can always make a sandwich. And so, <laughs> I'm not. Look, y'all hook up after hours. <laughs> <laughs> and as we do every week, well, as of a couple weeks ago, we are going to close out the show with a letter sent in. A listener. This letter, this question, rather, because it's just a question, it's not a whole letter, came from Christopher Garner. His question is, why are black people so threatened by successful slash famous black people? I'm sorry. Outside of obvious reasons, are black people so threatened by successful slash famous black people? There's mm-hmm. obvious reasons like economic difference. Because not too many black people are born with wealth. Most generated over their lifetime. Is it subconscious insecurity and or jealousy of those appearing more fortunate? Well, I, I when I first saw this question, it, it appeared on the YouTube comments from our last hangout. Uh, my first thought was that we... I always go back to identity. Maybe that's just on my mind as a writer right now. Um, that I think there's a huge overlap with the struggle and being black. <clears throat> that somehow, if you are successful, you are betraying your black roots because so much of our ancestors were in the struggle. So somehow, we don't see being successful and wealthy as being wholly black. And you are selling out, and that is just not true. I, I only have a problem with Stacy Dash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, and I, I think there's plenty of people who. Aren't. Yeah, but your problem with Stacy Dash isn't um, her success. Or her. No, not at all. I, I do right. apologize. Also, I do Kanye ap- West. I don't like Kanye. What's up, Lonnie? Oh, Can y'all break this down to me? Because I'm really having a hard time following. I do apologize. Me too. Okay. Uh, can I dra- I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I no, I'm oh, and this is for both of you, I guess. Because I, I read the question as it was written. So tell me what what tell me the problem that you're having 
with the question and maybe maybe <laughs> I can help. I don't I don't have a problem with the question. I want to address Christopher. Christopher, baby, wherever you are, it's not that black people are threatened by people who are more successful. I think it's you. Because if you were focused on your own struggle, your own hustle, you wouldn't worry about whatever someone else has going on. That's that's the first thing. The other thing is, is that when we see people who are more successful than, you know, ourselves or our circle, we should congratulate them, especially how difficult it is as people of color. So if you are more focused on congratulating them and then finding out the problem, then maybe you could get a little advancement in your own life. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> oh, on that note, no punches pulled. Lonnie, did you? Um... He, he he did everything. He said everything. <laughs> Lonnie was like, "Listen, well, here's the thing." I, I remember actually having a friend who who recently came back home for a um, uh, celebration. I think it was a birthday party. Like the matriarch of their family was having a birthday party, and basically, he had gone off to college and had uh, done well for himself and made a little bit of money. And I can say for certain, like his experience was of being shunned. Basically, like you are not really part of us anymore. And I think that is a real thing that people go through. <clears throat> I wouldn't dismiss it just so out of hand because I've seen it happen. Is that a real thing or is that a real Southern thing? I don't know. It's definitely, this was something in the South. But I think there are a lot of black people in the South. So um, I don't know. There's overlap. That's all I'm saying is that I think there's overlap in people's identity and their socioeconomic level. And when you leave, some people will see that as leaving their group, their in-group. Yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned that, um, you do have a point there. Because when I left home in, uh, and I joined the military, when I came back, I didn't feel like I fit in anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because my economic situation changed. Mm-hmm. My mentality somewhat changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the more that I, the more educated that I have become, um, it feels you had a great, like you had every a greater time, world view. right. Every time that I go home, it's like I'm a complete alien, mm-hmm. and yes. my family doesn't know how to address me because. I am so different now than what I used to be. Yes. And in that, now that you put it in those terms, I can see somewhat what he's talking about. <clears throat> and it's not just about affluence, just money-wise, but also education level. Yeah. Well, it's another thing. Like I remember, he went to a prestigious school. He does have this tendency to name drop where he went. You know, like he happened to have gone to Harvard. So. He will. He's very proud of the fact that he went to Harvard. So he will say, "I went to Harvard. I am a Harvard educated man." Everybody's be like, "Yeah, so well, well." And I only say that because I actually dated somebody who went to and graduated from Harvard, and he barely talked about it. Like when people <clears> asked him where he went to college, he said, oh, "I went to a little school up east," mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't being pretentious. He just, you know, he didn't. He didn't want to be defined by that. Yes, and that's the difference. Yes, yes, but it did go to this conversation that he or that 
where he started. Um, his worldview was much greater than that than his than his family and where he came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I I, I talk about I've, I've had this conversation with people before about your friends, the friends that you have when you are in kindergarten or, or K through eight or yeah yeah K through eight. And then, you know, depending on where you are and how your school system is set up, then you go off to another school and you meet some more people. And eight are usually the people that you live around. And it's about that time that you all branch out, go to college, get jobs, whatever, that your worldview starts to change because your worldview changes exponentially depending on what you're doing. And the friends that you had that you grew up with who were situational friends, you've gone out now and you've met people who are more like you, who aren't, who you don't know just because of a situation, you know, because you went to a poetry slam and met three other people that talk about, you know, poetry and comic books and fast cars. Okay, I can be friends with them three people. And we've really bonded. And you know, you get that whole change in atmosphere from these people that you grew up with. So these people are better than us now. No, they're not better than you. But I clearly have more in common with these people. I have a history with you. Mm-hmm. History yeah. with you. But but these, these are my tribe. People that I'm actively supposed to know because we're out doing the same things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's so much a money thing. It's just kind of a life thing. Yeah. And, and I think yes. also, and when we talk about, you know, um, you know, embracing ourselves, you know, living within our own identity, um, especially within Black culture, is that, you know, I identify as a Black gay man. That doesn't mean that everything that I do or everyone that I connect with is going to fit into this, this one, you know, monolithic group. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, some people, not all, within the black community, just assume that because you're black, you have to fit certain standards. You have to like certain things. You have to associate yourself with certain people. And that's mm-hmm. not always the case. You know, that's small minded. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and you know, like I said again, it, it, it differs. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that it's. This, this type of like mindset is, you know, set in, you know, a certain, you know, space within our community. But yeah, I think people need to realize like, you know, yes, even if you identify as, you know, um, as, as black, it doesn't mean that everything that you connect to and you, you, you kind of navigate through, through your life, you know, as a, a black person has to fit in this one, you know, box, you know? I feel like once you kind of embrace that and once you have an understanding of that, you know, you won't have um, as, as much confusion when it comes to like, you know, being able to kind of relate to people or, you know, whatever the situation may be, you know? Yeah. If there's, if there are 50 million black people, there are 50 million ways to be black. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a thing that may, maybe, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm, would love to have the conversation with you guys, but I'm not sure if that is a thing that most people can uh, put into terms. And I say that because, you know, being black is limiting. 
being a being, a being a person who is, you know, a, a life, whatever you want to call it, a life force, a soul or a spirit or whatever, that's all encompassing of everything. Mm. So I think the sooner we get into that realization and get out of this whole black box, then we'll stop looking at things in a very limited way. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. I want to get out of the black box. That's where Freedom Williams lives. Yeah, we have a few questions. I did not. I'm need you to tighten up. <laughs> yeah, that's not normally my thing. I'm hosting, too loose. But um <laughs> oh, no. Loose. But I tell you what, next week I will monitor the uh Q and A and next week you can host. How about that? Oh well. See, I don't do good on camera. I'm <laughs> nervous. I think we let Chris do it. The lie uh, you tell. We no. can always try you out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like <laughs> That's right. To a lot of I'm versatile, so <laughs> I try. I don't. I don't, I, don't, like, I don't use the term versatile. Okay. This is what I tell people when they ask me. I never put myself in a box so as to prevent <laughs> me from having a possible experience. I'm sorry, that was deep. Repeat that one more time. I never put myself into a box uh-huh. as to prevent me from having a pleasurable experience. I like that. Mm. I like that. Really? Sexually? You know, and I applaud everybody's. I wish I could be that open. But for me, I like one thing and one thing only. And, and and that's how you know. You know, coming into this journey, I knew how I wanted to be fucked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And maybe I gave that away. But <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The gift, but there's but there is a long nothing. time ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a read. That was a read. <laughs> what you play? <laughs> What did you say? What did you say? I just said we figured it out long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's all Ali right there. You know, that's his spidey sisters. Like, well, you know I what, Ali, baby, darling, you should know. You've had enough experience. <laughs> my, my so before, I online, before I stop all this online flirting, <laughs> no, that's him. Take a that's moment. You know, all, he, all he uses is hoes, and I love y'all. Whatever, baby. I do want to take a second, though, because Lonnie did bring it up. Um, normally, we do have somebody that is monitoring the live chat Q&A. And normally that's Marco Estes, and he could not be here today, unfortunately. Um, so I do apologize. I am trying to look on here now again. You know, this hosted shit ain't <laughs> pulling out your ass. Um, yeah. So I do want to thank everybody because we did get quite a few wrote in today. Really? I do want to thank you for writing in, and I'm sorry we did not get to address you. On air, I apologize for that. Next week, I promise we're gonna take care of that. This is a work in progress. Um, 
thank what you all this? very much for participating because this is what we want participation and unfortunately as i'm gonna i'm gonna take the hit for this when i fell down on the job wait um, no, we, we get one question what's what's one question that we can address all right wait hold on because some of them are are statements to go back but i will read them all uh let's see we got um R. That said, relationship visibility is one of the main reasons some feel more people should come out. Visibility can provide templates for which others can learn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> James, hey, Nate. Nate is the regular watcher. Supporting each other is supporting each other, key development, meaningful relationships and friendships is as important as eating food, especially for a black man in this country. That's good, Nate. Um, uh, and he also said, oh, he quoted James Baldwin. Oh, hey, Nate, because I like a smart man that can quote <laughs> James Baldwin. Yes, Lord. Is to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time. Amen. Joe R. also wrote in, apparently he is an Astroglide Diamond kind of guy. Okay. Astroglide Diamond. And, oh, and Garfield Webb is the Swiss Navy Premium. Actually, that's a good one. We tried it in Canada. Okay. We? Does it, does it work better? I have He's a husband. Married. Yes, I have a husband. <laughs> yes. Okay, Work, <laughs> baby. I think you just, was there. In I, the think you just, I think you just broke Shaka's heart a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, wait a minute now. <laughs> That's okay. Like I said, we can always have a sandwich. Or right for the sandwich. Uh, next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy. Oh, you're not gonna come and try yeah, doesn't. Explain. So you all no, no, no. And here's the great thing, because these two have never met online before. So it's oh, really wow. interesting watching it two of them. <laughs> and yeah, Shaka does this has done this whole thing where he's talking about people inviting folks into their relationship and the uh, answer is no. It's wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Did you what? do that? No, I wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And this was not me. This was about a person that I knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, oh, when people no, say oh, asking man. for a friend, normally they're actually not asking for No. <laughs> say that one more time. I'm say not asking for anybody. I'm very happy. My man has plenty of sausage. Oh, I'm good. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> where the okay. you know, validation of the sausage? And on that note, I'm going to ask if anyone, if everyone has any announcements about anything that's happening with them. And we're going to start with Shaka, who has already informed us about the sausage. The sausage. Uh, it's a heavy duty sausage. Uh, um, <laughs> so I can tell everybody that 
I do have a blog that I write about. I'm actually, um, and this is sort of a sneak preview, but I'm going to turn the concept into a book. Um, so I'm not going to sort of rehash everything that I wrote about, but I'm going to have um, the same concept and the same articles that I've wrote about, but put it in a book. So that's coming out very soon. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, also, um, the blog that I'm talking about is called Get Your Love Life. It is a blog and a site that gives you everything from dating advice to actually have a uh, dating service that I have as well. So if you're looking for love, relationships, dating, I do have a very strict dating process or a very strict betting process. So when <clears throat> if you want to find a really good guy, I'm not talking about any BS men because I don't even know any BS men. I don't know fuck boys. I don't do fuck boys. But if you want a real guy, then go to the site, right? It's called The Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Um, just, which, which is, he brought up a very good point, by the way. It, it is a love boat, Ali. It is. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, if, 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 if you want that, if you need that in your life, go to getyourlovelife.wordpress.com. There's articles, there's uh, substance, mm-hmm. and there's a dating site, there is dating advice that you can get by going there. So yourlovelife.wordpress.com, great information, and I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. And Lonnie has to- So this dating service that you have, is that like a comp a free service or <laughs> how is the service like, like is it like how does this no. work? Not at all. So basically, it's a it's not a free service, and it, there is a mem- there's a there's an application that you okay. have to submit right, to, Ooh, and there's an app a, uh, right. So basically, <laughs> um, there is a vetting. You, yes, you do have to fill that application. It's a probably mm-hmm. a three or four page application. Oh, then wow. you'll be screened, and then you will be matched with someone else. Uh, this isn't. This is a little bit more exclusive. It's LGBT okay. exclusive. I'm. It is open-ended to everyone in the LGBT community. Okay. It is not okay. something that is open to, of course, straight people. This is something that is a specialty for the gay community. It's something that I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to build a larger brand on and looking to match and partner uh, LGBT people in the community with someone that is a viable uh, so match for them. All members, exactly. Um, all members, such as the classes that we may have here, like in Atlanta, we have like certain classes like you may have lower lower classes middle class upper high class whatever what well, depends on what you want you know what i'm saying y'all only have classes in in the <laughs> well, i didn't it's listen no middle, no, class, no middle class nowhere else in the country just in like there you as, as there you long go. as it doesn't say looking for sugar daddy we're okay uh-huh. Not at all. I don't do that. But the thing about it is, you know, going back to the whole Atlanta thing, I think that when you when you really look at how Atlanta people put their business out there, you wouldn't think there's anything below high class. But mm-hmm. I think that when it comes to, um, you know, it's all what it's about what you want. It's about finding the right match for you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we wow. need to, uh, I'll be signing up. Uh, Lonnie, do you have anything that you need to announce? Other than you're going to be signing up for getmylovelife.com, <laughs> getyourlovelife.com. <clears throat> um, no, there's really nothing in the works for me. Just still trying to date. That's it. Mm. We got you. We got you. 
We are a worldwide institution. Like, okay, like, would this be like the Motown type of thing where you teach me how to act? <laughs> okay, okay, so, this is, this is, this is, like, I need for you to give you all the classes. And so. Lana, you can ask all those questions later on. Yes, please uh, go to go to the site and send in your information. <laughs> you all of your questions will uh, answered then. Get your love life Thank just, you. Please don't be teaching him uh, to dance like Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Y'all gonna kill me today. Malcolm, do you have anything? <laughs> well, I do want to invite everyone to uh, join us uh, next uh, Sunday after next. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Saturday after next, we're going to be hosting a, uh, a brunch. It's semi-officially M3, but uh, we're going to be going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, comic book day. We're going to be meeting up at my parents' basement in Atlanta. And we're possibly going to be doing some other events. Um, there's a photo shoot at the Downtown W for the No Hate campaign, and I'd like to be involved in that as well, as well as other things in the Atlanta area. Uh, still more information to come. But uh, if you ha- have any questions about that, uh, you know, inbox me. You can also inbox me if you want to be featured on the Mail Media Mind Instagram page. That is uh, hashtag M3 Team Thick. Uh, we're all about the information, the education, and the stimulation. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> we all candy. We all the eye candy and the egg plantation, as some people call it, the new uh, Farmville, uh, which is uh, posting selfies and hotness. If you could provide me with some knowledge, kids and some in your terms, time, I'm here for it. Yeah, and I think I have to also just say, uh, Derek, this was a really great hangout. Uh, <laughs> Just saying, like, the education that we're providing people is really needed. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of ignorance out there, and I uh, I don't like to call people out on it right when it happens, but I like to inject a little bit of information out there, and I feel like this Hangout did that, so thank you. You can never have too much information. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got anything? What's up? Uh, a couple of things. I was about to bring up, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy releasing soon, but, you know, Malcolm already touched on that. Um, I just got back from C2E2 in Chicago, which is a huge comic convention. Um, I'll go into further details. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk okay. about that. But I had a good time, though. I had a good time. You, you probably know. dressed up as a Wookiee, didn't you? I mean, that's me by default. Like, I don't got to dress up. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. But I had a really good time. Uh, I checked out a lot of LGBTQ-related panels, and we'll probably touch on that um, during the entertainment hangout next Sunday. And also, uh, I want to recommend people checking out um, Season 1 of Dear White People, which drops April 28th. Um you know, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Dear White People, but it was a film that came out a couple of years ago. Um, really dope film directed by a black gay man. Um, one of the main characters in the film um, is a black gay dude. And, and it tops, it touches on a lot of social <laughs> issues in our society right now. Um, so that comes out April 28th. And yeah, that's about it for me. I like how Chris keeps saying top, 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 top. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I try to put out some indicators, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got my feel for the weekend, so I'm, I'm kind of good. For okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ali, you got anything happening on your end? Uh, not much, but uh, again, please, if you can make it to D.C. for the March uh, for Equality, which is going to be happening on June 11th. Uh, if you cannot make it to D.C., I know that other cities are going to be joining in. Um, so please stay tuned about that. Unfortunately, it's not much information because the March for Equality is also um, happening at the same time the Capital Pride, and supposedly the two entities are not communicating very well hmm. about what's I going on. Typical gay people. You know how that oh, goes. Uh, so as soon as more information is available, I will disseminate it. But it's very important that we do this. We just had the March of Science yesterday, and they had a great turnout. We need to do a big turnout for the March for Equality. Because, again, Agent Orange and this administration are probably one of the most uh, oppressive regimes when it comes to LGBT rights. So we need to fight the power. We are the yep. resistance. Hey. Indeed. Absolutely. Right. For myself, um, along with being here Sunday for the hangout, uh, you can catch me on Poppy Chulo Radio, Pop Culture. Ooh, Poppy Chulo. I'm <laughs> and let me tell you something about Papi Chula. Are you Dominican, Chris? He's a sexy motherfofo. <laughs> Are you Dominican, uh, Chris? No. <laughs> but no, but no. Like, but we're recording our um, finale, right? For, um, you know, uh, Iron Fist. We are recording our finale for Iron Fist. I'm on uh, the Iron Fist podcast. With our own Chris Impact Sutton. Yay! I discovered him. Yay! Sugar, <laughs> um, we're very much looking forward to season two of that. Uh, let's see. I am also on a show called Summer Camp. We take some of our campier movies and have a whole discussion panel about them. This week we're doing, this week is musical night. We're doing Mamma Mia and The Wiz. I am so okay. excited. Oh my Ooh. And of course uh, the show that my sister IT with Carla Stilwell. Um, a show about black women's issues and the gay men that love them. Um, all of that again can be found on poppychuloradio.com and join us next week for the entertainment hangout that will be run by our own Mark O. Estes. What number will find out what that O is? Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah, it's, it's his O face. Sexy. His O face. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Amazing. I can't take no more. Uh, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in and watching us. Uh, as always, we appreciate all your support and appreciate you interacting with us. Until the week after next.
Anthony signing off. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have a wonderful time. Thank you for listening to the M3 Bear Essentials podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or whichever podcatcher you use. And if you would like to get more content from M3, visit mailmediamind.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and many others. But most importantly, our link to YouTube, where you can subscribe and get a notification when we go live. There, you can participate in the Q&A and be a part of the conversation. Again, my name is Malcolm Travers, and thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Thank you.